Welcome to the Fuse Cup Meet the Coach podcast, an opportunity to get to know the coaches and hear from those working in esports in education. Welcome to Meet the Coach episode six. When it comes to influential disruptors and edtech leaders, our next guest is right up there on everyone's list. She's passionate about identifying future trends in education and designing meaningful and purposeful learning experiences for students. She's a founder of Australia's largest online network of educators, that's hashtag Aussie Ed, and has been a huge advocate and supporter of us here at the Fuse Cup. But more importantly, she's a dear friend. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Zena Challenge. Okay, so we have with us on the Meet the Coach podcast, Zena Challenge. How are you? Good, thanks, Dan. How are you going? Yeah, awesome. I'm um, so excited and so happy that you agreed to be on. I know you're super busy these days and we'll kind of touch on on that, but thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and share your ideas around esports. You're most welcome. I'm so, so excited to be here, especially today. So thank you so much for having me and for making the time for me as well. So I appreciate Uh, the flexibility. You, you spoke to your kids today about esports. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit as well. Sure, I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing about that. So unless you've been living under a rock and you don't know who Zena Challenge is, can you uh, give us a bit of a background <laughs> in your education? Hi, Tweebs. <laughs> um, so my role in education. Okay, so I've been in education for around 16 years now. I've taken on various roles as classroom teacher, leader of learning, leader of technology, leader of innovation, I've done a number of projects around um, digital pedagogy, early years, innovative practices, learning design. A big passion of mine is unleashing creative potential and helping students to find purpose in their learning and to really you know, bring down the school walls and um, create opportunities for authentic learning. So my previous role was leader of learning technologies and innovation. And that was looking at inquiry-based learning and technology. But here today with you, I'm sitting in my office and I'm a principal at a primary school called St. Francis Xavier's at Arncliffe. And um, it's a new principal role for me, but I'm super excited to bring all my experiences together in this unique role. So I'm thrilled to be here as a principal in 2021. And I hope you're looking after yourself because I know it's a little bit late there and you're still in your office. So Let's make sure we uh, get through this and you're not, you know, you're not there till like midnight, like, you know, crazy, All right. crazy it's leaders. All, it's all being weak this week. So I've had my, yeah. I think I should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm mindful of your well-being. What Thanks. about, um, you know, there's obviously a, a rich history in technology there and pedagogy and, you know, innovation. Um, what about your history with gaming? Like, obviously you're, you're a kid of the eighties and I'm kind of guessing that, you know that there's probably a little bit of retro gaming in there you're gonna delete this part aren't you (laughs) i've heard a lot about the 80s from my older colleagues (laughs) i was a kid from the 80s and i remember um my dad coming home with a commodore 64 old school yep and he brought it to home and he said this is a machine for learning only and i was like "Mm, okay my dad was a visionary (laughs) known about the internet but we were only allowed to play with it on saturdays and sundays after we completed five days of arabic school during the week oh yeah yeah so that was a dangling so carrot that was a big carrot now i don't can i be honest i don't even remember playing commodore 64 because i had four three brothers at the time and i had like seven um cousins who were all boys all i remember is just sitting maybe three aisles back watching them play oh 
Commodore 64. I kid you not. Oh, goodness. Well, you I know, that's... Uh... And then we got an Atari oh, at some point. Yep. And I think I was allowed to play Street Fighter. Was that on the Atari? Mm, no, it I may have been I... a different system, but yeah. Okay, it wasn't a time. What game had Street? I remember playing Street. Maybe a, a Sega or something. A, a Sega, maybe yeah, a Sega. Yeah. Okay, so my earliest memory is playing um, Street Fighter. That was a lot of fun. And then Pac. Sorry, guys, I'm really boring here with the gaming. Oh, no, it's all good. It's context. Uh, Pac Man. I loved playing Pac Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pac Man. That was the extent of my gaming, to be honest with you. And then later on, we got the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, we played Donkey Kong on the little hand. Oh, yeah, 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 Donkey Kong. It's a love <laughs> like Donkey Kong. And then Tetris. On Tetris. Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I don't play Candy Crush, so I'll stop there with my gaming. But I have picked up um, Nintendo Switch with my nieces and nephews and obviously being involved in esports. Yeah. So I can happily say that now I play Rocket League and I play Mario Kart. Oh, there, there we go. We used to play Mario Kart as well. Oh, yeah, That's another. Yeah. But can I be brutally honest, being yeah. the only girl, I always had to wait for my turn or it was like, you're next, you're next, or they'd say restart. And I always remember just waiting and waiting oh, for my man. turn to play. And I just, I remember all my cousins and my female cousins, they were never interested or into it. And I just remember watching the heads of all these boys in front of me. That was my early entry into gaming. Wow. And so. I think maybe that, um, you know, maybe put a bit of drive in terms of your passion for technology and wanting to do things differently. Absolutely. I just think technology is such an enabler for everyone. Mm. And unless you're exposed to or introduced to it or someone puts a tool in your hand and says, here, go and play, go and learn, go and explore. Yeah. Um, especially for girls, I just think, there's an assumption that, you know, oh, boys are good with tech. They just get it because they're very technical. And, mm. you know, even today, girls, oh, I'm not good with tech. And it's like, how do you know you're not good at something unless you've had a go at something? Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, for me, I think it's such an enabler. Um, and everyone should have a go at doing it. You don't know what you don't know, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, that's like, not to make this about me, but, you know, that's pretty much like my passion is obviously in, in girls' education and in education in general. But that's why we brought in um, Just Dance into the competition because last year I was looking around at all the competitions and, you know, one, two, maybe three girls, and I was like, what are we doing here? Like, this is not what we want to be doing. This is not about equity. This is not about inclusion. Like, inclusion is one of our values, and what am I doing about it? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it was a real kind of... I need to do something about this moment. Um, and I'm so glad I have because the, it's completely different now with Just Dance. Oh, my goodness. It's so cool. So many boys, it? so many girls. They're all yeah. into it. Um, and, you know, hearing the stories from schools of reluctant boys, like, can we come and dance? You know, like, it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. That's what we want. So Low entry and a high ceiling because everyone can dance, right? So yeah, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I I've seen. I've seen some of my teacher <laughs> friends recently. I'm not sure about that. I'm Look, not naming names. Anything. It just picks up on it. So <laughs> you're doing okay. And Dan, can I commend you on another thing? I'm looking here at your Zoom background. I can see a girl up there. I remember last year with my team when they first were like, "Where are all the girl photos?" I was like, "You're one of the very first female yeah, teams." Yeah. So I saw heaps of videos and photos today on the socials of so many more girls having a go and. I think that's outstanding that you created that space for girls to feel comfortable to do that. So that's an awesome thing. Oh, well. thanks. It's um, you know, we want everyone having a go. So that's that's why we did it. Now, this comes this next question I'm going to talk to you about. I want you to kind of put two hats on here. Like obviously now you're in a leadership position. 
where the decision and the buck stops with you. That's right, yep. But it hasn't always been that way, you know, and I know through conversations that we've had over the years, you know, there's been some struggles, there's been like with everyone trying to do interesting things in schools. You know, when you float initial discussions around um, esports and schools, sometimes with leadership, it can be a bit tricky. They may not understand exactly what it is. How, How have you felt, how's those discussions gone when you've initiated them to leadership and then, Obviously, you know, as a leader, how would you respond to people bringing in new ideas that you may not understand? Yeah, I guess um, I've been quite lucky in that I've been working in tech and digital pedagogy Mm. for a while. So I'm kind of known, I mean, I was called a disruptor six, seven, eight years ago because of the way I move things and try things and have a go. So that risk taking has been something that I'm known for. So in my last one, I was quite lucky, I suppose, I had a bit of credibility around the mm. things that I was bringing, but I'm quite critical in what I do introduce as well. I don't go after the shiny stuff. Yep. So for me, I'm quite intentional and deliberate in what innovation we do have a go. And for me, I suppose, I'm always looking at what the students are doing, what's happening in the real world. So for me, looking at esports, we know it's a multi-million dollar industry out there. It's creating jobs. It's helping students with social, emotional, digital well-being. There's so much value added out there. We know in our schools and at home, our kids are playing and gaming. So for me, it was just making connections. It was like, Mm. what's happening in the real world? What are our kids doing? What do they enjoy? And how can we help them enjoy that through school, through learning, building relationships, building connections? So for me... I did all the research. I did all the groundwork, obviously connected with like-minded people. So speaking with you and working with you has helped as well. But there's a lot of us out there that see the value in this. Looking at best practice, like when you have universities overseas offering courses and scholarships like Harvard and Stanford, you think, well, hang on. There's a lot more to this. I think being a researcher, being an inquirer, looking at facts, having a look at best practice, looking at international models, bringing it in, contextualising to the needs of our students in our school, in our community, that's something that I'm able to do. And I was able to pull that together. And look, I won't lie, it wasn't easy. It wasn't like, you know, here's all the money, go for it. There was a lot of personal investment. I call it my research and development budget, which my tax man told me (laughs) that I have to cut. He's like, stop. (laughs) He wouldn't believe me when I told him, like, you know, I bought a Nintendo Switch and I've done all this for school. And he's like, so, you know, the tax people, I go, trust me, it's a school thing. So It's legit. It's legit. I had to bring him here. It's a robot one year. It's a microbe the next year. (laughs) The other day it was like a gamer. So I do a lot of personal investment myself. Mm -hmm. I also do a lot of um, research, market research with my family, my niece and nephews to get some weight from the kids as well. And I guess the biggest thing for me is I look at the risks I present it. I take the accountability for it myself. Mm. I let the students test the ideas. And you really can't argue with students when they're engaged, when they're joyful, when they're collaborating, when they're connecting. When you see it work straight away and you feel that connection, I think people see purpose and value in it. Mm. I'm not saying it's approved straight away, but you have to be quite creative in terms of how do we contextualise this? Where do we put it in our school community? Where do we put it in our curriculum? And also how to market and sell it. Yeah, how do we communicate it? How yeah. do we care? And I think it's through raising awareness through education. And for me, the biggest advocates are the students themselves. So I let mm. them lead that. And I just support them. And I guess I just facilitate it. So for me, it's a little bit of everything. Um, and just have that confidence. You have to give things a go, reflect, evaluate, um, and then move on if we think it's purposeful for our students. Yeah. And you find out pretty quickly. 
you know, um, you find out very quickly that, Hey, actually there's something to this and kids are engaging and kids who, you know, are often not engaging in other things are participating, um, which I want to bring it back to the kids. Like, you know, I know today that you, you spoke to your kids about being um, part oh, of the competition. Yeah. What was that like? So we're celebrating wellbeing week this week at STFX. And we're talking about how, um, we can be safe and comfortable and happy and resilient as well. Like, what do we do when we're not feeling at our best? And we're looking at different ways of um, engaging in well-being, connecting with people, collaborating, learning something new, playing and moving. And so we launched eSports um, today with our Year 5, 6 kids. And I wish I filmed their reaction. They were like, what? We can do this during school? This is learning. And I was talking to them about what are the benefits of eSports. And they were convincing me. And I said, oh, you don't have to convince me. I know this. <laughs> we were having a look at the values today, you know, and unpacking them. What does that mean? What does that look like? What do we look like when we're not a, when, when we're not a good winner, when we're not a good loser? And the kids, mm. they all laugh. They all know. Yeah. But I guess they're doing that in isolation. Their mum and dad aren't sitting with them when they're gaming. Mm. Sometimes they're super unsupervised for a long time. Yeah. So what if we could harness that excitement and energy and that raw learning, but shape it in a way where we can give them resilience and confidence and teach them how to have an integrity, show them what inclusion looks like. So today we've had a focus on digital wellbeing and what esports could offer them. Then we had a look at where it would fit in the school curriculum. So just putting it out there to all my parent community, we are doing this at lunchtime as a co-curricular. And we're looking at the social and emotional wellbeing um, value of this. So we've placed it in our um, co-curricular. And our students came up with a way that which they can compete in the competition mm-hmm. so that it's inclusive, everyone has um, turns, it's fair, and they're going to earn house colour points for every single attempt they have a go. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and we launched Just Dance. And like you said, we had a few get up and do it. And bit by bit, you know that video where it shows leadership when the first guy gets <laughs> the dances on his own? Yeah. Bit by bit, they're like, oh, okay. And honestly... <laughs> 20 minutes in, I had one kid saying, this is the best day of my school life today. Oh, wow. And I was like, we've just gotten started. This is yeah, just day one. Start. You know, the, the communication around parent, you know, for parents and for staff is, is massive because there are a lot of misconceptions about esports and gaming. Um, and as you said, often parents see the worst side of it because it's unsupervised, it's unkind of structured. And the yeah. kids can, you know, you know, chat with anyone and, and there's some, you know, pretty, pretty negative outcomes in those environments. So it's very normal for parents to have that, those kind of feelings or apprehensions about what, what are you doing? But as you said, when you contextualize it, you structure it, it's part of the school, you know, there's still expectations on behavior like you would expect from kids Absolutely. if they're doing basketball or soccer, you know, they're still representing yeah. their school once they see that oh, actually this is a legitimate structured environment that's highly supervised by teachers um, and there's a whole lot of social emotional well-being frameworks and learning to go into it a lot of those misconceptions start to change which is great and i think the other thing and um i think one thing that's that has helped me and will help me here we talked about it earlier is um the online learning modules as well. Mm. I think bringing the students along with their parents and having some, um, com- <laughs> that was the tech girls. Hey, shout out to tech girls there. <laughs> <laughs> um, having a conversation about what digital wellbeing looks like 
I think is really, really important, bringing their parents along. So even today when I was talking to the students, I was very clear about what esports is, what gaming isn't, mm-hmm. um, and just really getting that language correct so that we know what we're doing is intentional and purposeful learning in a school environment. And if, as you said, and even if that starts a conversation at home with parents, like that's massive, you know, they're, they're conversations that probably wouldn't be, you know, being had. So if it starts that dialogue and conversation, that's great. Absolutely. Um, I hope. Yeah. And I think it will. What do you think are some of the other benefits or, or you know what some of them are because you've obviously implemented this last year. So what have been some of those benefits that you've seen uh, through the implementation of an esports program in a school? Oh, gosh, I had an all-girls team last year. And I guess for me, from a social and emotional point of view, um, they didn't think gaming was for them. They played by themselves, but they didn't see that as a social competition. So they weren't officially online playing with other people. So obviously COVID hit and it changed the structure of first Mm. cup for us. But for them, um, gosh, it's so... for For every girl that looked different, I had one who played games by herself, wasn't socially interacting a lot. I had others who... Um, had exceptional leadership skill but didn't know how to manage a team. Um, For others, loved technology but just didn't know how to start, just thought it's too hard for me. Um, For others, it was just um, feeling success at doing something fun that had no assessment, no grade, but it was joyful learning at school. So I think for me that teamwork, that social and emotional learning skills, authentic collaboration because you can't be in a Foos Cup team on your own. Mm. You need to rely on each other. Time management. Um, executive function getting organized because I wasn't doing it for them. <laughs> you know, remember we did some, um, <laughs> you remember. I, I remember some of those, uh, those video calls. <laughs> Dan, I can't get it. It was never you. It was always your students. Yeah. And do you remember they're like, Miss Challenge, it's not working. I'm like, that's your problem, not mine. I, I paid the fee. I've got the device. I'm supervising you. This is all on yeah, you. Yeah, so they were awesome. That they're, they're, you know what? And they learned resilience. I think, Miss, it's not working. What do we do? How do we troubleshoot? Um, so I think that was really important. Obviously, we have the social emotional aspect as well, like you're winning and losing, mm. overcoming defeat. Um, you know, how do you do when your colleague lets you down? Or how do you how do you do when your player lets you down? And you know, we talk about they talk about the future skill is togetherness and collaboration is so key. How yeah. do we teach it if the kids aren't experiencing it every single day? So it happens organically here. And as well, you know, I've got your visual spatial, your fine motor, your dexterity. We've got a lot of children who, um, you know, don't develop fine motor skills for whatever reason. So I think it's the hand-eye coordination. There's just so many things. And you know what the biggest thing for me is just it's fun. It's joyful. They get to have a bit of a brain break. They get up, they're active, and they were committed. I didn't have to organise that, didn't have to call it. It got to the point where I'd walk in, they'd be sitting there going, miss, I've done this, 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 and this. I had to change my password, so I'd give them access to everything. (laughs) But they just had this... um, it is just this confidence about them that I, if, if we win or lose, we're okay. If someone doesn't show up, we can step in. We know what we're doing. If the technology fails, we know what we're doing. And you know what? I could have a career in this one day. I can be an event mm. manager. I can do this. There was just so much potential and possibilities. And this was just a small group of girls who would never have thought. I had one student who did know about esports. Yeah. She's the one that actually brought it to me. She goes, Miss, have you ever heard of esports? And at the time I hadn't. We hadn't had a connection about this before. Mm. And I remember when you spoke about it, I was like, oh, my goodness, I have to sign this up for that yeah, one Yeah, I remember student. you saying that. Yeah. yeah that one yeah. student. 
and they were in different um, social circles that one particular student with these other students, mm. she took ownership, she started it. And there was just this, I can't explain it to you, but there was a little bit of something for everyone in this. Yep. And so they all came together working towards the same goal and they developed a friendship that I assure you would not have happened if they didn't have this common goal. So it looked different for everyone, but it was positive psychology from all aspects, well-being, and just a sense of what's happening in the real world out there. And it all happened at lunchtime. Like how great is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where would they, you know, what else would they have been doing? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Um, what do you think, like if you, you know, obviously you're, you're a little further into this journey than some other people who might be either teetering on the edge or not really sure if they should or, you know, not sure if it's for their school. What kind of advice would you give someone who's interested in getting involved? Okay, I guess it's really, really important to know your students first and foremost. Like, are you looking to do this because it sounds cool and shiny? Is there a need for it in your school? I think that's really, really important. Um, one thing I didn't touch on before was about the STEM learning focus that I had launched in my school. We were looking at digital innovation. The next step was entrepreneurship. So that fitted in nicely. So I think you have to look at your school context to begin with. Have a look and see which students are going to um, get in, be impacted the most. Where's it adding value? And I, I assure you there are students in your school that will be appreciate this. But I think it's really important to be strategic about that, firstly. Mm. Secondly, I think have a look at your champion teachers who's a teacher that's got a great rapport with kids that can take this up and lead it because you can't do it on your own. I think that's really important. I think the other thing is have a look at case studies, jump on social media, look up the hashtag, follow other schools or other places that are doing the same thing as you so that you can bring a bit of FOMO to the situation. <laughs> I think yeah. whenever you look, we're always looking at our neighbouring schools. We're always looking at what we're doing nationally, but we're also looking at global trends, what's happening out there. Mm. We keep talking about kids work, living and working in a world um, that we don't know about yet. Well, imagine being able to co-create a future with them here today. Yeah. So I think you need to really present the facts. You have to have a bit of risk as well. Um, be creative and clever. Have a look at where you can fit this in. Is it in STEM? Is it in maths? Is it in science? Can you take away from the sports budget? Because you do need to assign a bit of budget as well. But I think if you name something and value it, then it's purposeful. Mm. Definitely look at research. Definitely look at Australian curriculum links. Yep. I think you need to ground it in all of that. Present a case and just start. Honestly, just, just start, reflect, evaluate, see how you go. But I think it's what the most important thing is to not view it just as gaming. There's so much more yeah. gaming. Yeah. I think digital well-being here is so, so important collaboration is so important, social and emotional. So mm. That's why it's really important to identify the kids' needs and to address that through this program rather than just giving the kids more gaming time. If that's what you want to do, just give them a switch and have a go, then I wouldn't suggest to do that. Mm. And it's not going to sell it. You're not going to get the most value out of it. I think you need to package it in a way that shows its true impact. Yeah, and spot on. Like I couldn't agree more with, with a lot of your comments. Uh, for anyone who might be thinking about that, a lot of that information is available on our website. Um, if you go to the About Us section, there's educational research there around esports. There's a school pack that's got the links to the um, social and emotional well-being frameworks and the, the um, general capabilities for those in the Australian curriculum. And then obviously all our work with the Kids Helpline. So it's, it's all there for you. You can just download it. 
um, and then use that for your case studies and, and get in contact. We can help you with that as well. You know, no Dan, the biggest thing for me was talking to you and to other schools that have done it. So if you're not sure about it as well, feel free mm. to connect with one of the, us who in the first cup, we're more than happy to answer any questions or sometimes you you've got a certain budget, you've got certain resources and you're not sure there's a whole community out here that want to help you get involved. So just reach out for a chat because it can be quite isolating sometimes when you're introducing new innovative things um, or when people just think, oh, gaming doesn't belong in school. So there's Mm. a lot of groundwork to do and it can be a very lonely path. So just know that there's others that have done it before you. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. And I think, as you said, like, if you can rope in another teacher to assist and to be there during the training sessions, it's so much more fun. Like it's not just you by yourself trying to manage kids. You know, you've got another partner in crime there and you can, you know, have a bit of a laugh and, and, you know, just pick like up on things. Today, we were organizing naplan and just dancing in the background. <laughs> oh, <they're> doing <laughs> something. Yeah. Just yeah, dance, honestly, that's just dance version of naplan. We were just we just dance while we were setting up our naplan online stuff today. And it worked. I think, um, you're the first person to mention NAPLAN on my podcast. I think, <laughs> I, think I might I'm make it a prerequisite to, to Do you know what? It was actually a good There'll day. be no NAPLAN pause in, in, the, uh, in the questioning from now on. Now you That's a strike for you, Miss Challenge. That's a strike. Well, if you know I had what? my yellow actually, cards close by, you'd have one. Actually, because I'm the principal now, Dan, I have to worry about NAPLAN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess for me, it's what we're at the top. At, this is well-being. How can we factor well-being? How can we do it all here at STFX? And we value literacy, we value numeracy, yep. and we value getting strong academic results because they're important too. Awesome. But we yep. also value digital literacy skills, social well-being. I just think we can have it all if we know our students really well and we're strategic about it. And I think today um, there's about four teachers in the group. We've got our, East, our sports coordinator on board um, we've got our well-being coordinator on board and all of us are like, we're invested in this. And look, it's just just one of many well-being programs that you can offer at a school. I think don't rest everything just on eSports. Mm. But for some kids, this is going to be life-changing and it's a really easy thing to pick up and run with it and go with it, I think. So yeah, I think yeah just well said. Start. What about, um, you know, as you said, you know, you kind of how exciting is it to be able to, potentially co-create a future with with kids while you have them in in your care where do you think the future of esports in education might be heading oh wow we've, I think we've talked about this on our aussie ed hashtag mm. aussie ed um twitter chat i have to throw that in there because we're big supporters of esports i guess for me um Gosh, we always talk about our kids, and I said it before, about the real world out there. And I just think our kids are living in the real world now. COVID last year taught us how capable they are of using technology for learning, for connection, for communication, for collaboration. They're playing games. They're socialising. They're doing a lot of this organically, and they're happy, and they love it, and they're joyful. What if we could harness all of that and, you know, get them to pursue a career pathway that they're passionate about. Imagine waking up every day doing what you love. And I know we've been very lucky to do that. I don't think people realise how lucky we are to actually wake up every day and do what we love. Mm. They could be a professional sports player. They can be a coach. There's a lot of positive psychology around it. They can be a video editor. They can be a game writer, screenwriter. They can work in marketing. They can work in business. Every single job that's out there could potentially come from esports and we know it's not just about the money but it's great if you could do what you love every day but also 
make money and make a living. Mm. Um, there's just so much. Like I know I've seen big tournaments. They've got business management, esport business management degrees now. Yeah, in there's even, you know. Rebecca College had it on offer. So yeah, legals finance, around esports and, you know. Yeah, that's right. The finance aspect, literacy, yep. there's just so much learning and potential. I guess for me, I want to ignite passion for learning and life learning. And I always think to start with what the students know and love. So it's not a random idea. We know they love playing games. We know they love socializing. So for me, it's just creating as many unique learning experiences and helping them co-create their own pathways. I'm not going to wait for you 10 careers night mm. for a child to say, oh, I think I might be interested in STEM. Let's try <laughs> it now. Let's get exposed. And we have the tools. We have the resources. We have the technology. I feel like I'm just connecting dots. That's all I feel like I'm doing right now. I don't think I'm creating anything new. I'm just seeing all these opportunities. I'm seeing the research. We're seeing future trends. We know our students. We know what their passions are. And it's just mapped out here. We're just make, creating pathways and partnerships for them to create and shape their own future. Which is the cornerstone of great education, isn't it? That's the hope. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And, you know... And, and it's for those reasons and many more that I know that the community at STFX, uh, you know, must be thrilled to have you on board as a new print. Um, <laughs> you know, I know the education community is right behind you and, and, you know, watching all the cool stuff you're doing. So, look, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy evening on a well-being week. You shouldn't even okay. be at school anymore. This is joyful, Dan. Oh, fair enough. I (laughs) I joined the competition. No, this, honestly, I was so excited to do this because, you know me, I'll jump on board. Like, if I love something, I will love and share and share that. And I can tell you, it was life-giving and life-changing for those kids last year. And to be in a position where I can actually say, yes, let's do this, let's go. And to actually, if if one person's watching or listening to this and saying, you know what, I'm going to give it a go, that makes me so happy. And to my STFX community, they've been so warm and welcoming and and on board and excited for all these new ideas and innovations. So I'm so grateful that I have their trust and their confidence Mm. um, to take our kids and write the new next chapter of our community here. So exciting things to come from STFX. Yeah, and it's going to be a a very positive. Confident global citizens, Dan, that's our motto here. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, you've got, thousands of people supporting from you know from all over the world through the you know online and different kind of um, channels that you've you've also been instrumental in implementing so um hats off to you and so proud of you for for you know how far you've come and um just yeah super stoked that you've been involved and continue to be involved in the fuse cup so thank Thank you so much Sina And, and thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule i know that's you know it's been tough and you've been tired and you know all that kind of stuff when you're learning new things it can be draining so i appreciate you taking the time thank you Thanks so, much. so much Dan. always happy to help out and join you for a chat uh cheers looking forward to hopefully seeing you soon awesome all right thanks Dan. oh Bye. hang on we need to take our selfie ah uh, if we don't uh, take the selfie you can <laughs> you can oh mine's um Got it. It's, it's a selfie in a video. Um, <laughs> mine's, mine's charging. I'm actually trying to get off my phone a bit more, actually, which is... Um, ah, lols. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. It's true. Uh, you know, looking after my own well-being as well. Your well-being strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, I've noticed, you know, I'm using it a bit too much. So 
Um, yeah, I'm just trying to put some things into place, which is hard when you're trying to run a business, but there's times in the day I don't need to be on it. So good on you. Just you let me know when those times are just in case I need tech support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if some of your kids call me, I can't get the switch controller to work. Uh, they just think you're the best person ever. Your video today just made them feel like, whoa, he knows us. I'm like, yes, he does. So thank yeah. you so We're much. All mates. I know you all. <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks so much. Um, and yeah, this has been awesome. So thanks. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Bye. Dan. Take care.